Hi everyone, I'm Hope Lehman. I'm Camila Richardson. And I'm Marisol Catchings, and welcome to Just Be, a podcast by and for Black women entrepreneurs. show is about today i am ready so as y'all know we are all creative businesswomen shout out to us hello and with self-made and self-funded businesses uh it can be difficult to navigate through resources that are best for us to use and i think that for us there's an added obstacle of how to run creative businesses because the road is definitely less traveled In my experience, there are even fewer resources created specifically for creative businesses and fewer examples of successful and long-lasting Black creative businesses. With that said, let's get into it. What is something you've invested in that you feel has really helped your business to grow? Hands down, the best investment I've ever made in my business was my website, like invest in a website. I know that sounds so crazy to say in 2017. No, it but does not. I it does not. still meet people who do not have a website. Do not have, have a, a website. website. That stuff drives me nuts. Or their website be looking janky. Actually, yeah. I would prefer that you don't. Have a website. Oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would prefer. I would prefer that you wait till you have time to like put it together really well for the most part I mean but no that's that, it and I'm being do not half-ass your website full-ass your oh, website man. I feel like my friends and my homies are like damn hope I can take my website down no it's not what I mean I mean like please use like the tools that are there for you like I guess we'll get a shout out to Wix and Weebly and Squarespace Shopify and all these things that are tools but if you're not using those tools and you're just going to create something like you know like yeah. there's no reason to have a janky website right yeah, now there because really there's is a hell of tools that's all I'm saying use tools yes use the tools and even if you don't have the time to invest in a website you can invest in an etsy page or something like that and link that to a domain name in the meantime i did that for about a year maybe a year and a half when i first started my business i didn't have a website at all i had a etsy site and etsy was really good at you know making it look you know aesthetically nice yeah, and but, things wait, like you're going to have to explain that again. The do- explain the domain thing again with Etsy. Um, you So for me, uh, I built my Etsy site, and then I bought my domain name of my business, which is my www.richandriot.com, mm-hmm. and I forwarded that to my Etsy site. So if you went to that domain, it would forward you to my Etsy so you would go to your domain host like Good da- GoDaddy. Yes. You would go to their website and you would for- you would type in like the forwarding yeah. address in yeah. there mm-hmm. and then it would go to Etsy. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm yes. just trying to make sure it wasn't a service that Etsy offered. It's the opposite. No, it's not. It's just you your have to domain. do it yourself. Yeah. Your domain will allow you to do that. Cool. Yes. yes. Awesome. There you go, readers who are on Etsy or listeners who are on Etsy. Yes. Because if you don't want to get clowned by Hope or Money <laughs> for the way for your website looking janky. I just started Etsy. Yeah, Etsy's yeah. a great place and to start. I started on Etsy as I well. I started on Etsy too. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say for me, my best investment has been my website. And then under that, I invested in a Etsy site before that. So all my best investment is like e-commerce based. Mm-hmm. What about you? 
Me? Oh, okay. Well, mine, mine is actually going um, more into the nuts and bolts. So my best investments have been um, some of the small business programs in Oakland. So I'm going to give a shout out. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to the Youth Hub, um, which was the Youth Seed when I did their intensive program for, I think it was like a week in July. Um, that program was actually free, um, but I, you know, I invested my time in it and I committed mm-hmm. to it. So, and that's really important to me. And it helped me develop my very first business plan. And there was a pitch event and it forced me to pitch in front of people, <laughs> in front of humans, my mm-hmm. business idea for the first time ever. And I won the grand prize with thousand dollars. Well, All right. Yeah, I won seed funding. Like that was really what launched me into like, oh, this isn't just some stuff. This is like the universe being like, get your shit together. Nice. Do this. And I was like, oh, okay. And if I mean, it was it felt really good. So that was really exciting. And then while at the pitch event, I met um, a young man named DJ who runs, um, who's one of the trainers for Central Community Partners. And they were like, oh, come do our advanced business planning program for an entire quarter, which was like fall. Um, and I was working full time and it was like once a week. So I was like, sure, why not? Like I was, I mean, I'm going to be honest, like I was, I had not thought of myself as a business person. I didn't, and I don't think in a million years, like if high school hope was like, yeah, you own a business, I would have been like, word, like what the hell is that? What does that mean? That's like some stuff white people do. Like, I'm just gonna be honest. Like I was like, I don't, what is that? So, um, anyways, that program cost me 500 bucks. Um, and I, was able to build a more in-depth business plan, like all the elements of it, like t- checking out your your mission and vision, your target market, your personal profile, marketing, um, uh, the ecosystem, competition, SWOT analysis, financial stuff, like what's a break-even analysis, like all of that stuff um, was helped me feel like I was actually a businesswoman. And then the other piece of the puzzle was that I got to be in a cohort with like, I don't remember how many, maybe eight of us? And it was intergenerational folks in the Bay, and I got to see other people's businesses. Like, this one cat um, is super sweet. He makes the No Cookie Cookie. It's a vegan cookie. Mm-hmm. Shout out to No Cookie Cookie. Um, and they have cookies um, in, like, Whole Foods and all over. And he's Oh, been, I think I've seen him. Yeah. Does he, he have his daughter yes, on the cover of his Yes, cookie? he does. I, I met him in Whole Foods. Yes, he does. He does. He's an amazing human. And he, um, he, um... It's like kind of like a family business. Like all his 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 kids and his wife are like all involved in like either their own th- hustle business or um, or the no cookie cookie, but he had been running his business for years, like ten years, like like. Whoa. So like we had all kinds of levels of experience and like what we needed support with, and it mm-hmm. was just really empowering to hear to like get to know these folks and then for them to even like they were just super supportive they're like yeah hope like it's your your stuff's gonna like launch it's gonna be amazing you know we can't wait for like to hear what you're gonna do in a store and I just was like and I was sitting there like I don't know what gonna happen I'm just here to like make a plan like Mm -hmm. so that was really and a really important experience for me and my confidence in this like just like seeing myself in that way as an entrepreneur and then I also it also connected to funding where I was able to get a Kiva Zip loan and do crowdfunding for the first time. Mm. And I was able to crowdfund. I think I mentioned this on a previous episode. I was able to crowdfund $800 in less than 24 hours, which taught me, I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned as an entrepreneur is not to underestimate yourself and your community. Mm-hmm. So now I'm on it. Now it's like I'm addicted to entrepreneurship, <laughs> for better or for worse. 
I'm like, we about to do this. Like, no. I, if this venture doesn't work out, I'm about to do something else. I'm just always going to be doing something. Yeah. yeah. It's like my creative, like, I culture can't go shifting. Back. And, I can't yeah. go back. I, yeah. What about for you, Money? Like, I've heard that entrepreneurship, like, ruins, you know, like, regular <laughs> corporate America for anyone. I'm sure. Yeah. Although I need some corporate money, though. <laughs> um, I, I agree with Camila as far as, like, e-commerce and... Like, building my website is probably, like, the greatest thing that I've, I've gift that I've given to my business or to myself for my business. Um, because I feel like before the Etsy was cool, um, you know, I did, I did start on there and I appreciate it for being there for me to launch. Mm-hmm. But once I launched my website, I got so many more, like, customers and orders and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so, mm-hmm. like, yeah, just building a good website is is so necessary i think the other investment that i made was um an instagram like um web webinar it's not a webinar but an instagram class that i have access to forever now oh nice and all of it's online it's through um hillary rushford and she puts together she put together like 15 or 20 videos that yes. show you exactly, you know, like what she's done to build her business and like all of the tools that you can use. And so you can, you have like analytics, you have like photography. She covers like mm-hmm. everything you need for your Instagram. And I think that that definitely helped me to like really grow my Instagram and continue to grow my Instagram. Nice. But that's where a lot of my like online sales and customers like find me is Instagram. So I really needed that. That was like probably my second best investment. Nice. Nice. Cool. So I guess the the summary is invest in your website, invest in maybe some educational tools with Instagram and social media and Look into a local business program, yes, and mm-hmm. invest in that. Um, and I would just add that local, like a like a mini business program for yourself is kind of like grad school. It's like you you're you're investing in yourself. That's what that is. Like mm-hmm. you're taking the time to spend time on you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, with that being said, what is one resource that you have fallen in love with that you cannot live without? Like. You can't envision your life without this one thing. <laughs> I was like, that put a lot of pressure on the question. <laughs> the heat is on. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. So I feel like for me, it's it's definitely my phone. I do everything oh. from my phone. I run I run my whole business from my phone. Like I can do everything on my phone. So it's important to have tools that are mobile friendly. Yes. Like yeah. I take pictures like all my, you know, pictures for my website, for Instagram, social media, like it's all from my phone. All the editing tools are on my phone. My phone is my greatest resource. Also, um, Dropbox. Dropbox oh. makes life so Shout much easier. Or like, yes. you know, a cloud. A cloud makes things so much easier just to be able to go back and forth from the computer to your phone. Yeah, especially if your computer die on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if you are not on the cloud, please get on the cloud. Get on the cloud. We <laughs> don't back understand up, the cloud. Backup but... purposes. <laughs> I mean, my mom, my mom is like anti-anything the cloud or anything because she's trying to run from the government, but um, I find that really entertaining. Um so either do the cloud or build your own server if you're like my mom. Yeah. You know, no small feet there. Go ahead. But um, <laughs> the point is, back up your data. 
because yeah. computers die. They don't mm-hmm. live forever. Well, your phone, too. It's nice to just have some, like, it's somewhere. Yeah. I have to organize all my stuff in my clouds, though. That's I feel like I just put it in there, and then one day I'm like, oh, I have that one really cool picture from that one time that I took <laughs> two years ago, and I have to, like, dig through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's a tech tool for that somewhere to yeah. organize your files. I've kind of started doing it, like putting everything in folders and different things like that. But yeah, no, that's definitely keep it organized if you are going to put it in the cloud. Mm-hmm. Well, that relates to my thing. I don't know if I can absolutely live without it. I would just return to pen and paper. But I, um, I use a lot of project management tools. I'm a nerd. I'm in the details. Yeah. I'm the person that if you have a visionary idea, I'm like, oh, that's really great. How are we going to do that? I feel like I totally shit on everyone's dreams. I feel so bad. But, I mean, the good thing is that when I have a visionary idea, I can, like, bring it down into the pieces. So, anywho, I like a lot of um, project management tools. So, like, Asana and Trello. I've used, I feel like, almost everything at this point. But um, there's... Um, I use, I still use Evernote just for, like, quick notes because it's just, like, the quickest thing when I can't get into the other stuff. Um, and then right now we're using DePulse. Um, shout out to DePulse. It's, <laughs> so, like, free advertising right now. Um, but we want to share the tools with our community. Um, so the DePulse, Trello, Asana, all these things, they allow you to sort of create lists, the traditional lists platform, and then organize them into categories, into projects color code them, assign them to people on your team. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I have been learning so much from Hope. Like I felt like I was yes. I was like in this century when it came to technology. And then she's just like, no, you need this tool and this tool and this tool. And it needs to be, you know, you need to be efficient with time. So <laughs> it's really helpful though. It's really helpful learning all these tools. Yeah, it has been really helpful. I also too really like DePulse. Um, we use it for our collective. We also use it for this podcast. And then we also have personal folders <laughs> in there for our own businesses. So we are definitely getting our use of DePulse for sure. Um, and then lately, I've been learning about like a lot of different apps to like bring traffic to your website. Um, so my website is through Shopify. Um, And one app that I recently signed up for is called Kit. Mm -hmm. And I love it because every morning it, like, messages me. It's like, good morning, Camila. Let's get started on Rich and Riot. Here are some Facebook ads that I've organized for you. Say yes or no if you want to post them. Here are some Instagram and Twitter, you know, things that I put together for you. Say yes or no if you want to go through with them or if you want to modify them at all. It's like your personal Mm -hmm. marketing assistant. It's like your personal marketing assistant. And then recently, I found one that I am obsessed with. (laughs) Camila, like, call me on the phone. I don't even know what happened. You're just like... I am obsessed with Crowdfire. It is so good and easy. And the way it communicates with you is through, like, text message is like as if you're texting someone and it asks you all these different things about your business when you first sign up and then every day it sends you recommendations for articles that it thinks you would be interested in or that you may want to post about 
it says like, oh, these are some of your followers that are posting things that are similar to you. You should like these because now with Instagram's new algorithm, you might see it two days later. Um, so yeah, no, I've really been on Crowdfire a lot. I like it. And we are definitely going to put Just Be on it as well. <laughs> I'm convinced. I want to get it. I want to do it with Brush to Death, but my social, I don't have time. I just don't have no, capacity it for it. will make you make time note. Like at the end of the day, it'll send you a thing or whenever you tell it to. Negative. It'll yeah. send you something and say, hey, you haven't done any social mediaing today. I put together these things really quickly. You know, post this, post this you know, read this article, we thought you might like this, like these five things. These people haven't um, done anything on their accounts in over two years. We think you should delete them, stop following them. You know, it, it goes through all of your things and gives you all these suggestions. It's awesome. Okay. I mean, I'll give it a go. I mean, I mean I'm excited. It's just like, it sounds like it's like, a, you know, I gotta do it. You know, that, once you do it, it should call time. No, once you do it for like 20 minutes, you're done. Okay. Yeah. All right. New tools. New tools. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I have a question for y'all. So this is like a lot of tech tools, um, business planning tools. I'm curious, is there any resource that we're utilizing that specifically speaks to black women? Um, and maybe it's even made by a black woman. Um, yeah. I was just trying to figure out, like, is there anything that... T- is geared specifically towards us as black women entrepreneurs that we're using that keeps us inspired as black women entrepreneurs if it doesn't exist? Well, what definitely inspires me, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, even though now since we're recording our podcast, I've kind of stopped because I don't want to subconsciously say something as if it were my own and Mm -hmm. it might not have been. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So I've kind of put a pause onto it right now, but I'm definitely listening to a lot of podcasts. Shout out to Black Girl Nerds. They are one of my favorite podcasts. Um, Hope put me on to another round. Oh, yeah. Another round for sure. Two Dope Queens keep me cracking up. Yep. (laughs) I love, I mean, it's so, I feel like it's just so much rich, rich black creativity right now. I love it. Mm -hmm. It, That keeps me going. Yes. The Read. Have you, either of you listened Mm -hmm. to The Read? Oh, it's so good. So good. Listen to The Read. Is that led by black folks? Yeah. Oh, what's it about? It's about like pop culture and just conversation and... Nice. Yeah, it's really good. And then I'm also listening to the Making of Oprah podcast, which is really good. I do want to hear that one. It's good. It's good. Um, And then a book that was really good for me is... The Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. Mm-hmm. I know Hope is suspect. She was like, <laughs> why do I need to say yes? I feel like women are socialized to say yes. Like, I need to be socialized in the year of no. <laughs> it's a good book, though. It's very inspirational for me. Um, what was, like, the best thing about the book? Like, what advice or something you took from it? I just like the idea of, like, going into a year and being like, okay, I'm not going to say no to anything. Like, anything that comes my way, I'm going to say yes to it. I'm going to try it. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But at least I'm going to try it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I like about it. 
And I also know a girl who read the book. Well, I don't know her. I know her through someone. Let me stop claiming. (laughs) (laughs) You claim friends? I'm claiming friends. But I also know a girl that read this book, and so she decided to do it. And she decided to say yes to everyone that asked her out on a date. Mm-hmm. And she got tested, I feel, and got asked out by a homeless oh wow person. And she went on a date with him, and she said it was the most interesting date she has ever been on. <laughs> like all the cliffhanger. She said yes. <laughs> like I want more of this story, though. <laughs> well, are you? I just I don't know. I just like the book. I like the idea of just. Like, being open. Have you said yes to anything yet that you felt like you wouldn't normally say yes to? Um, I feel like I've kind of say yes a lot anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've definitely said yes to, like, some food choices that I otherwise would have been like, oh, hell no. Okay. Um, All right. I've said yes to some experiences that I probably never would have done. I'm not very active Mm-hmm. When it comes to things, so if somebody's like, let's go rock climbing, I'm not usually the first person to be like, yes. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh. So did you, did you, you're being very mysterious right now. <laughs> we're going to need to recap on this. We'll come back to it. Maybe we'll we can say, maybe instead of a year of yes, we can do like a month of yes and see how that goes and report back. <laughs> all right. So optimistic. So. <laughs> suspect all the time the moment I brought it up and I told Hope about it she was like I don't know about this book. <laughs> year of yes <laughs> no she said no to a book called the year of yes I mean I'm still pe- I'll peep it I just you know I feel like this year I've been a lot more like things have definitely been coming my way and I'm like oh, okay let me just figure out how to fit that in I guess mm-hmm. um cool what about for you, Mari? Um, resources. I don't know. For black women. Entrepreneurs. For black women. Made by black women? I don't know. Like, I think the biggest resource that I use is black women, like, mm-hmm. in, in my business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, just talking to them, learning about things that are going on in the community, things that are going on in the art community, and, like, th- like they are my biggest resource. It's just kind of, like, sharing information amongst other black women entrepreneurs. Um, what inspires you to keep going as a black woman entrepreneur? I feel like the creativity that... I don't know, it was just coming out in the black community in this last, like, mm-hmm. two years mm-hmm. is so inspiring. And I'm like, you know what? I I have the creativity, and I want a piece of this for myself, and I want to share, you know, a piece of myself with the world. And so, like, I, yeah, I, I want to be a part of all of this growing creativity, and that definitely keeps me going. Yeah. I feel it. I feel, I definitely feel like there has been an energy something or another Mm -hmm. happening within the last two years that. I would argue like five years. Really? Yeah, I'm about to. I was like, the thing that started me was like happened like five years ago. Mm. And that's when I I noticed like just the beautiful black culture boom. I mean, I don't know. It just feels so good. 
Yeah, there's an awakening or something happening for sure. Well, I was like, I added myself. I was like, <laughs> I, guess I guess I'll start with the first thing. Um, I think for me, I mean, it is, I couldn't think of like one resource that was like black made that was like really inspiring for me specifically. I'm like, besides like events and like programs. So that's interesting. I do think that as the Just Be Collective, like that's what we're trying to do, like in the Bay and then hopefully like nationally as well, um, is like that network that Maddie's talking about. But the honestly, the thing that really sparked me, and it was in a time when I was like going through severe depression about my ex um, relationship, my best friend and I decided to hop on a plane and go to Afropunk in Brooklyn. Nice. Um, Just like on a whim. No, we had planned it, okay. but you know how it is. You broke, like we were broke. Like I'm pretty sure we went on credit on that trip for real, for real. We were at AmeriCorps. <laughs> like I think we had just finished second year of AmeriCorps or something, or maybe no, no, maybe it was my first year working full time. But um, you know, like when it got closer, we were kind of like, are we really about to do this? Because we're broke, and then we were like, fuck yeah, we are, because <laughs> we work hella hard, <laughs> and you know, sometimes experiences are worth more. You know. So we we went and um and as and like I was like I you know I wasn't at my optimum level of like of like energy and happiness like I definitely was like functionally depressed mm-hmm. but um but I remember being there and just being like this is beautiful and like and I and just sort of absorbing what I could from people and we like met up with an old college friend and we walked around and it was just like just very unapologetic blackness and, mm-hmm. and like the Afropunk. Um, culture and I mean for folks who don't know what Afropunk is it's like a rock alternative black festival um, that also acknowledges that rock stems for black music hello mm-hmm. and punk um, but it's like just like the art and the culture what people are wearing and natural hair is out and clothes and vibrant colors and then they also had a market so I, of course I went over to the market to peep stuff I loved I loved I loved earrings and like just things and I definitely bought hella shit that I shouldn't have <laughs> bought on credit But I remember I, like, I just, I, like, saw there were, like, these two women that were selling stuff, and then I was just noticing, and I was just like, you know what, like, I could make this stuff, I could sell stuff. And I knew back in Oakland that there's First Friday, and it wouldn't be that inaccessible to just give it a try. Mm -hmm. And, and, like, oh, I feel like I'm having an epiphany while I'm telling this story. Weird. Which is that I think, spiritually, I think I needed something else to do besides my Mm -hmm. nine-to-five. Um... I was, you know, running a youth leadership program, social, or, well, youth leadership program that I was bringing in social justice things into, but I could feel that I needed something more, and, um, and so when I came back, I, like, started making things, earrings, like, little basic little trendy earrings, and, um, and I whipped up a table at First Friday and started selling, and I, people bought some stuff, like, you know, you go out there, you're like, oh, no, some stuff, and, like, and my table was not cute, like, it was, like, super, like, I could have been, like, a five-year-old, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kindergartner out there but you know it was all love and like speaks to the Oakland community people being like oh you're, I love your stuff you're such a great artist you know people were calling me artists and just phrases that I had never mm-hmm. that I've always sort of I think I've always been an artist and a creative like I of course with my family history but I didn't feel like I could claim that um so shout out to Afropunk I need to go back now that I'm like I'm like I feel like I'm way more positive <laughs> than I'm not but, you know I'm like a lot healthier I think so other things I do want to give a shout out to really quickly is Public Allies AmeriCorps program that I did with, um, I'm going to give a shout out to two mentors, Beth Tina and Alex. Whoop, whoop. I hope you all are listening. Um, 
they ran that program. They were the ED and director, and um, and it was a that program helped me take my social justice self from college and and be practical in life. You know, when activists be like all hella aggressive working for. Or, or nonprofits and stuff. I don't know. I had to learn. I got such amazing feedback and how to figure out how to put that into action. So a lot of the lessons I learned there, I'm literally using like right now with all of my ventures. And then also, um, I went on a New York retreat that y'all should go to. So I know I have to share this with the collective. Um, it's another um, women of color organization. It's called Standing in Our Power. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the program is Women of Color. Have you heard of it? Standing mm-hmm. in Our Power, SIOP. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard about it through my best friend. You applied to their retreat in the fall, and you spent, I think we were there for, like, like a, almost a week, like a few days, like four, maybe three to five days. Um, and you're, like, literally, we were literally, like, on this random farm in upstate New York. Like, I literally took the train out of New York City thinking, like, where am I going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. And, um, and they, like, do healing work with, like, act, like, women of color. And this particular trip, it was, like, um, there's a lot of black women as well um, uh, about like the work that we're doing in the world and the community and like if the space is there for you to heal like to take a break and to process all the shit that you're going mm-hmm. through and um, and then kind of like get some answers about like how like being mindful and like healing work could help you like clear your brain and trans- translate to like what it is you're really trying to do in the world so they had like a lot of activities an amazing, oh my gosh, some of the most, I feel like, some really heavy stuff, but it was like people were able to share it and get it out so that they could be like, like, what's that word? My mom and I were talking about this, like, just release it so that you could go back into the world mm-hmm. oh, wow. and, like, do the thing that you've been called to do as you, like, figure it out. And that was about the time that I left, I left the job that I was working for. I literally wrote my resignation letter on the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I had to, it, that was a really important moment. And that definitely, I keep all of these people, I feel like when I'm doing my work, I keep my community in mind. I feel like I have a crowd behind me that I'm like, that I feel like as, like when I can get there and I've arrived, like I can open the doors and be like, I know why I'm doing this work. They remind me why I'm doing this. Like on my darkest days when mm-hmm. I'm just like, I give up, I'm going to go to Corbin and get that paycheck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Career yeah. transition. You know? Yeah. I think that's a great point is that for me as well is that community probably has been the best resource Mm -hmm. since I've started my business and been full time with it for sure. Community is very important. Yeah, finding your tribe, like you say. Mm -hmm. Your tribe and that support network. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I found y'all. I was like. Hard place. I know. Me too. I'm not going to cry this time. <laughs> Y'all, they had me crying in the club. <laughs> Yay. I love, you know, I'm, also, I'm all like all about healing. So I'm like, let it out. Release it. I had a good cry today. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you know, because I'm really judgmental to myself. So I have to say that now. Just positive thing. I had an emotional moment because everybody came to like one of my favorite like hole in the wall pub, uh, the diviest bar, <laughs> the diviest. You can't even see no one's face. Punk it's racist lighting. Bar. No, 
you can see my light skin ass, but you can't see nobody else. Like, dark. I've been drinking your drink for like the last few weeks now too. Oh, <laughs> what's my drink? The, Look, the the apple. Oh, the apple cider. The cider with Fireball. Oh, yep, yep. Yes. Shout out to that drink. That's a really <laughs> good drink. But yeah, no, I definitely had a moment um, in my little punk dive bar. And just to see, like, all my community of black women creatives in there with me, like, laughing, having a good time, drinking shots, you know, talking about life. I just got overwhelmed with, like, joy. Yeah. (laughs) Are you going to cry right now? No. But I told them, I was like, I don't believe in crying in the club. (laughs) I was like... So oh, that's please. really difficult for me because I hate when you see that girl that's like standing in the corner, like. <laughs> I didn't even know that was like an archetype. Like I was like, I don't even care. Like you see that girl, she's like standing in the corner. Her friend is trying to console her. I feel she's like, like pointing at some dude that's in the the corner, like hooked up on another girl. You you been in the club and seen that girl? Um. I seem like so drunk that they start crying, but like oh, they're yeah. definitely drunk. Well, okay, I'm that girl, so <laughs> like I was like, I mean, I've been that girl in regards to like a dude, but I've also been that girl. Um, I mean, that would be least the least the like lowest reason on the on the podium. But I got I'm like I mean I get, I don't know maybe my best friend and I we just we're just very in tune with our emotions and so, so we got we go grab a beer and then we cry in the club. Yeah, no, there's just a little. <laughs> It's not a club, it's a bar. There's like and there's two, just like a, two tears, that's all. Yeah, yeah, there's just a few tears. We gotta got talk about real life shit. Like, I talk about real shit in the bar. Yeah. People don't, nobody talk to me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> like, oh crap, don't hit on that girl. She's gonna make me debate about something. Yes. All right. Okay, I needed to laugh, y'all. <laughs> all right, well. Those are some powerful resources. Yes. We will definitely include those resources in our show notes. Yes. Um, all the beautiful things. And um, we're going to take a break, y'all. Stay tuned because we are going to talk about what resources to avoid. trust and the things we like to use for our own business now let's get into the things that we don't trust and we have already failed with these things for y'all so don't trust these things we've already failed with them for ourselves so who wants to go first so what's happened have y'all ever been scammed before yes (laughs) (laughs) yes yes I have um please share oh lord (laughs) so all right I'm gonna give the advice first which is that um all right so as a seller as a product-based seller you need a seller's permit but uh Seller's permits are free online at the government, at your state government website. It's the Equalization Board, or Board mm-hmm. of Equalization. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure every state has one. So just so you know, seller's permits are free 99 
should mm-hmm. not pay for them. <laughs> and apparently, you can you can apply for it online and get it instantly, mm-hmm. which I learned from Madi and Camila. However, before I met them, <laughs> before my sister wives were in my life, um, I um, I um, ended up paying one for one online. It was like a hundred bucks. But here's for here's why. Like to give myself some credit is um, I was applying to Vin at this event and it, it um, it's a pretty popular Oakland event and um, it required a seller's permit that year. I think the previous year didn't require one. Um, and I was like, oh snap, I have to get a seller's permit. And it was like, cool, you can get it this link here. I don't know if they meant to link to the government website, but they linked to this online service mm-hmm. that was like, it'll shoot you a permit out instantly. And I was like, cool, I'll get it instantly. I just assumed that that was like, that you couldn't get it instantly from the government or whatever. So, so I just, like, entered in my information and, like, gave them $100, and, like, they gave me my seller's permit, and that was that. And, <laughs> and then I found out later that I had just wasted $100 yes. of my mm. cash money. And I also consult other folks with, um, to start their businesses as well, so now I make sure to put that link in there the, to the Board of Equalization because that resource is still online and it's still very nice-looking. And uh, mm. they get their money. That's definitely people's hustle is to, like, charge for... Go- like, I'll do it for you. You don't have to go right. through all the pain of doing right. that, not realizing that... That can be cool sometimes, but not really realizing that they're not being very... They're not being 100% honest with you about... Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, so that. always go to the .gov websites. Yes. 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 And, um, and I have a lot of... We have a lot of resources through Just V as well on, like, how to get started. Um, so... Yeah, think about becoming a member. Mm-hmm. We got you. All right. What about I, you, Lottie? Yeah, I haven't been scammed before, but I have purchased materials that were not really very helpful at all. Like, I purchased, oh. like, okay, so I found this girl through Instagram, and I know she's still doing her business, and so hopefully it's grown and it's gotten better, and she mm-hmm. has her feet firmly planted. I came but, across her page the other day, and I looked <laughs> at it, I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, no! <laughs> right? Like, okay, like I said, I hope she's, like, there now. But this was a few years ago, and I guess she was just getting started. She gained a lot of, like, Instagram followers, or at least I believed that she did. I don't know if that was, like, the right number or not, you mm-hmm. know, followers. But I purchased um, an Instagram book from her, but it had, like, it had typos in it. And, like, okay, so I'm a writer. I'm an editor. I cannot with typos. Like, if you're if I'm se- like if you're selling me some, don't, like, proofread the shit, please. Oh, no. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I got that. It wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't very helpful. And then I purchased a a webinar from her because she's like oh you know you're selling during the holidays like this is how to boost your holiday sales but it was really not that like boost your holiday sales in 10 days or something Mm -hmm. and none of the 10 days were helpful in boosting the the sales and all of the other people that joined the like the mini group Mm -hmm. were like this was not helpful and this was not what you advertised oh yeah so not scammed but Kind of like you know, make sure you're, you you research, yeah. yeah, research your your what the resources that you're using. If other people have used them, if it's helpful, what stage are they at in in the use you know usage of these things? So if you're like 
four years into your business, something that someone's using like in their first six months of business might not be as helpful for you. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. yeah. That's hard. And I, I tweeted this uh, like a few weeks ago. And this is probably like my most popular tweet. But I was like, is it me or is everybody a branding and marketing expert all of a sudden? And it's like, who do you trust? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. And what's the, Mari, you were telling us about IG followers, like it's not genuine sometimes? Oh. I didn't know that that was a thing. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. lie. I mean, I've been suspicious because I was like, what? 200K followers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yes. The, the other thing was, like, if you're looking for people with resources, like on Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, or maybe not Facebook, but Instagram for sure, um, you know, you can purchase followers. And so, you know, if I'm over here and I'm selling my marketing and branding products or whatever, and I'm just getting started and I have, you know, I don't have any followers yet and I purchase followers, if you see my page, you're going to think, oh, oh my God, people are really, you know, liking what she's doing. She must be doing something. And, you know, you can just... Yeah, I feel like that might have been what happened to me. But, yes, it's totally, you know, like, check and see. You can scroll down and see how many likes they get. Yes. And, yeah, That's a telltale sign mm-hmm. if their followers have been purchased or not. Like, if they have, you know, 20,000 followers and their post gets 22 likes. Yeah, that's oh, a problem. Okay. That's an issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not. Okay, got it. I was like, that's a good thing to keep an eye on. What does purchasing followers mean? Like, do those followers get money? To like no, click I think follow? they're ghost accounts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. most of them are private. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's how another way you can tell is if you go through, you know, all the people that are following them and all of them have, you know, private pages. Then, mm-hmm. yeah. Or like one photo and that's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. I feel like the sociology behind the whole f- followers thing is like, I really try hard not to like, when I see someone has a lot of followers... On Instagram or well especially Twitter I definitely get I can't help it like my psychology is like oh they must be like hello well-known they're like famous and I like don't know how to get that thought out of my brain mm-hmm. like I'm like what world mm-hmm. are we in now that that's like how you determine your value mm-hmm. you're like some of your social value like it does have social capital and I'm like oh my god how do we like unpack this and challenge this it's like it's freaking me out as a sci-fi nerd but okay <laughs> yeah all right do you have a Camila? Do you have a product that you've been scammed by? I know we bought. I know we have vendor stories. We're about to go into that, but I was curious if there was like a product or. A... Um, I don't think I have any products that I've been scammed by. Scammed by, um. I I feel like I've just been scammed by, like, people kind of like Madi, like following people that. Wait, I did not scam her. Oh no, 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 no she didn't. Do the scamming. <laughs> she got scammed. Let's oh, make that okay. clear. Yeah. <laughs> no, but there have definitely been, like, some people that I've kind of, like, trusted and maybe bought their, you know, uh, digital download or things like that. And exactly, mm-hmm. it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I was When I got it, I was like, oh, like, I could have typed this up myself. This right. is just, like, you know... A small paragraph and then number, you know, itemized, you know, list that you want me to make for myself. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. This isn't what I thought it was. So, yeah, just in that same way. All right. Well, 
now we're going to transition to some vendor stories. And for folks listening, we're all of us here have product-based businesses um, for the podcast. Um, but in our collective, we have folks who are all kinds. But vendors, so we do a lot of vending, which means that we go out to markets, we pay a vending fee, and we sell our stuff with the hope of making um, a profit <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and connecting to new clients and, and, and customers. Um, but sometimes when you pay someone to vend at their event, it doesn't go so well. That is very true. No, it does not. Um, and it's definitely a very, I've noticed that that model has increased in the Bay. Even like tech companies now are doing pop-ups for their customers, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Um, so this model of like having vendors pay, you know, a vending fee is a pretty quick revenue model, you know, for folks to build revenue. But it's like, how do you make sure it's quality? How do you make sure you're legit? Mm-hmm. Um, so I know Camila's got a story. Oh my god! I have one too, but Camila, you want to break it down for us? This so yeah. So I signed up to vent at vend at a holiday event, mm-hmm. uh, which was supposed to be. Uh, Black Friday, the Friday after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, it was to take place in the old Mint building in San Francisco, which is right downtown and is literally across the street from the Westfield Mall, which is like the biggest mm-hmm. mall Oh yeah, okay. downtown. All right. Um, so I would actually, I don't know how they found me, but they approached me and like emailed me and they were like, oh, we love your product. We're hosting this huge, you know, holiday extravaganza, shopping extravaganza. Mm-hmm. We would love to have you participate. It's going to be for three days. Um, it's, you know, downtown San Francisco. It's across the street from the mall. Yeah, sounds great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be awesome. So I was like, oh, count me in. Like, I'm in here. <clears throat> it was pricey. So I think it ended up being close to, it was over $500 for all three days. Okay. Mm. All right. Yes. So you can they had two models. You could either pay 350 and give them a percentage of your sales okay. for all 3 days or you can pay the 500 up front and not give them a percentage of any of your sales. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I chose the 500 model because I'm like, oh, it's downtown, we're across from the mall, like I'm going to make all this money. Yeah. blah blah blah. So they even let us set up uh, on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. So I like took all my inventory there, set up my whole booth, set everything up really nicely, have Thanksgiving with my family on Thursday. Friday morning, I was on the first thing smoking to San Francisco, like, mm-hmm. you know, get there early. Mm-hmm. I should, this should have been my first sign is when I pulled up and there was no signage. Oh. In front of the building, on the corners, Mm -hmm. anything. There was no... It looks like an empty building on the inside. Uh Uh-oh. Like, there was nothing that said, hey, there's an event happening in here. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was my first sign. So myself and some other vendors were kind of like, hmm, did you guys notice that there's no posters or anything outside? Yeah. Okay. So the doors open and they did have like a 
small, tiny rush when the doors first opened. There were like, I don't know, 20 people lined up outside. But the Mint is a big building. Okay. Um, And I'm willing to say they probably had about 150 vendors there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. So 20 people divided by, you know, for 150 vendors, it's like nothing almost. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, the short of it all is that was about how the rest of the weekend went. That's awful. It was awful. How did... I'm like, now I have all these questions. (laughs) They had no signage. I forget this guy's name, but shout out to him. He did woodwork, and he was like, if one of you guys can watch my booth, I can run to my studio really quickly and, like, laser cut... A A sign. A sign for us, for people to know. So we were like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So he, like, went and did that, and a few people trickled in. Um... But, yeah, it was absolutely awful. And then come to find out, these people who ran the event had never thrown an event before. Mm -hmm. They didn't do any marketing, any social media outreach. What? Nothing. How is that even possible? They took everybody's vending fee and just thought that because they were across the street from the mall, people would show up. Oh, no. That's terrible. That's horrible. So they obviously, because I'm like, they planned ahead. They had you guys set up ahead of time, so they're organized. I'm like, like, they're organized in that way. They just, they know how to put on an event. They don't know how to get people there. Yeah, and that's one thing you have to be, you know, look out for is that people go to markets and events, and they're like, oh, this is easy. Mm -hmm. I can do this. I can host. I know people who make stuff, but they don't know. It's not about, like, getting vendors. It's about getting customers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I hear people all the time like, oh, I think I could do this. I'm, I'm pretty sure I could, you know, organize something in this way or that way. But, yeah, it turned out to be awful. I won't blast him out, but shout out to a homie of mine who has a food truck. He had made all this food for this event. He was getting ready to fight this man. I had to like Yeah, because food Oh my god. Because you can't save food. Like yeah. product based businesses like well, I still yeah. have inventory. He lost thousands of dollars oh, worth of food. That would because that's they awful. promised him, you know, all these people. Oh my gosh. What do you think the warning signs would have been to to figure out that that event wasn't popping? Um, that this was their first event. Okay. They didn't come from a background of creatives or anything like that. They came from a corporate background. Okay. Um, I think what I found out later about them is they had, they, they were like, uh, engineers or something. Okay. So they didn't come from, you know, they had no experience with this. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about the marketing um, side though? Like, was there a Facebook event? Did you check? There was no Facebook event. So, yes, check and see if they have a Facebook event, if they have an event bright. Event bright. Um, if people who, you know, this community is very small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check and see if somebody else in the community has heard of them, knows about them, has worked with them in the past. Yeah. yeah, and on Eventbrite, sometimes you can see how many tickets are sold if they reveal that. Mm-hmm. If not, then go to the Facebook event to see how many people have RSVP'd. Yeah, yeah. check their social media. Yes. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and ideally, in a, the big a big scale event like that, there needs to be like an like an ad in in like right. Space mm-hmm. Express. Mm-hmm. There needs to be like mm-hmm. on the radio something. Something. They didn't have any of that. Damn. They didn't even have a sign outside the door. That's crazy. <laughs> that breaks my heart. But yeah, that was my sketchy ass vending event story. What about you, Madi? Um. I wouldn't say it's, like, super sketchy. There was an event here, like, downtown Oakland. And actually, that's when I met um, Candace. Oh. Of Candid Art. We have met each other in times of strife and struggle. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can talk to each other. Hey, what about you? Right. Not anybody. That's right. actually how Hope and I met, too, was that event where we were making not a damn thing. Yeah. Right. And, oh, I also, who else did I meet there? It was a... Uh, Oh, Christian from Big Top Accessories. Mm-hmm. Shout out to y'all because we love you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I met them. We were upstairs in this event. Like, in the same thing. There was no signs outside. Like, mm-hmm. it was um, a holiday pop-up. Oh. And I think Candace told me about this event. Yeah. All the vendors oh, yeah. were buying from each other. But all of us were, like, so dope. I'm like, okay, I need everyone's stuff in here. And then there was food on the other side. There was, yeah, like, it, but there was no one in there. I swear, like, maybe 10 people came the whole day. And was it in Oakland? Yeah, it was like down the street. Oh, snap. Uh, what's that place called? I don't want to say it, but you know, <laughs> I, you know who held it and you know where it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It, would be a nice it was, it was, but <laughs> it was expensive. Like... It was like 150 or $175. Oh, to vend. Yeah, to mm-hmm. vend there. It was like one day and to, to spend that amount of money when you're just getting started is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, everyone was really upset and I'm like, I feel like I could have been at home making stuff or whatever, but yeah, there had been no advertising Mm -hmm. or very minimal maybe like the day before Mm -hmm. and yeah I mean the coordinator did come by and say she was sorry you know she wanted to invite us to do something else but I'm like (laughs) not player yeah 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 what about you Hope well I have one mine's kind of like a different it's similar it's sort of similar issues but um (laughs) in a different way so I went to um Kim and I actually decided to share a booth. Kim from Elizabeth and Pearl, shout out, mm-hmm. one of our advisors, um, decided to share a table at this winery event. Um, I'm not going to put that on blast. <laughs> well, a winery event in Alameda, so have fun mm-hmm. <laughs> figuring out where that is. Um, anywho, um, the event itself was like an evening event. It was like really nice, actually. Like to attend the event, it would be like a good place. It would be a really good event to go to on like a date, like an online date that you meet somebody. There's like wine and like trapeze artists and like it was like there was like a dance there trapeze room. artists. Yes, there were trapeze artists. Whoa, there whoa. was like and it was a pretty nice night overall. Although the wind was crazy, so. Um, Kim and I, there's like, there was like an indoor, it's like kind of like a warehouse, so there was like an indoor-ish area, um, which I, and then, but then, what I didn't see that area until after I set up, so they, they had placed us outside on the side in the wind, mm-hmm. um, and I think they had provided us some lighting, um, and, but I already, the weather was already like an issue, number one, like I was like, crap, you know, and then we had to change, I had to keep, my, my setup is like, usually is vertical, but I had to make it all flat, like everything was flat, um, 
And uh, and Kim and I were, like, making the best of it. So was all the other vendors. There was a woman um, that had come to set up and decided to bounce because the wind was so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then we were like, oh, but there's, like, another section. The woman was trying to get in that section. Um, so, anyways, the other thing, long story short, is, like, we set up, we make the best of what we can make. But I started noticing something, which was that all the vendors outside, the major- like, pretty much every single one except for one, were black vendors. Mm. And I I kind of asked Kim, I was like, did you peep that? Like, what's going on? You know? Like, I was like, hmm. I was like, I'm going to go investigate the indoor area. Get a glass of wine. (laughs) Cut my nerves. (laughs) So we go in in the indoor area, and I was like, all right. It was like, you know, it was nice. They definitely were not affected by the wind at all. Um, They, you know, I was like, maybe they're more established. They've done this event before. They have, like, tenure, whatever seniority um and I was like peeping them and and you know the aesthetic as well but I I was also like okay mostly white folks here and I was like are there any you know then you're like all right are there any people of color (laughs) because I'm I'm not seeing very like Mm -hmm. and I was like okay there's like a few people of color and then Candace is Candace was there I think um yeah Candace was there they're um one of their uh colleagues that works for them mm-hmm. actually set up first and Candace managed to get inside. So at first I was like, maybe it's the aesthetic. Candace is black. So I was like, maybe it was about aesthetic. Come to find out though, that when they when Candace's um colleague had arrived, they were also placed outside with us. Mm-hmm. And that her colleague had to argue to get inside and was like, Oh, this isn't gonna work. Like Candace is not uh ain't gonna work. Like it was like it's kinda like <laughs> Candace's Beyonce, I'm not gonna lie. Candace is not happy. And I was like I was like <laughs> like noted I need an employee who's like we ain't gonna do this yeah it's not gonna uh-uh. yep <laughs> the diva has arrived I'm just teasing. <laughs> but um but I when I learned that I was like they were really about to put all the black vendors outside like we were all outside like mm. that was the that was the plan like that is what reality was and I was like they don't see a problem with this mm-hmm. like nobody sees a problem oh. with this like we're in the wind. Our sh- some of my, I lost some inventory. It literally blew away. And I had to chase it. Yes! It literally blew away. I had to chase that shit. Okay? They're like some crazy woman's like, ah! Running towards the fence trying to catch something. Uh, <laughs> Y'all know what's happening to you. Everybody has a story about Vietnam being like, oh, crap. Oh, my God. Yeah, the wind this weekend knocked my entire setup over. Oh, I did no. notice that there was a breeze. We were chilling in, in the gated area, actually. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, and I just was, like, blown away that, like, they didn't notice that this was, like, maybe an issue. Like, this was, like, not right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then the, it didn't, wasn't a vendor, it, well, it wasn't a vendor fee. At, at first, I think it was, but then they were very unorganized, which I think is, a, is always an indicator of, like, keep an eye if the event mm. organizers are organized or not. Mm-hmm. And if they reply to you right away. Because they, um... Super unorganized. It wasn't clear how much the vendor fee was. Then eventually it was like, I got a conflicting email that said it was just 10% sales. And I like let them know, like, what is it? Because that's a very big difference. Ended up being 10% sales. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, and then we went there and then there was like no follow-up. But it was pretty much so terrible. And we didn't, I think I made like one sale that I, I, I was like, peace out. Like, I'm not yeah. paying nothing. Um, and I'm not doing the event again. And it's sad because the event is actually pretty dope. Like I said, like it'd be fun to attend. Mm-hmm. But now that I've vended and I see how they treated their vendors and that, like treated black vendors, I'm kind of like I don't think I could consciously even support your event as like just like a customer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been in a space like that before. It's one of one of the local craft fairs, mm-hmm. and 
I did it year before last, and they put me, like, in the back of the warehouse. But along the strip of vendors that I was in, it was mostly, like, in the back back there, it was mostly black and brown artists. Like, they put all the black and brown artists in the back, and, like, I guess the ones that were not in the back, you know, they had juice. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I don't like that all of the black and brown vendors are back here. And, yeah, I think... I think, actually, Candace ended up moving until <laughs> she, like, argued her way into, like, another space that was, like, better located. But, yeah, I'm like, this oh, is I think that's cool. where I met y'all was at that event because she ended up moving. Yes. Okay. She ended up moving behind me because when I came the next day, I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> and she was like, no, I'm not going to be up there anymore. It's too windy. It's cold. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. And I was like, oh, okay. And that's actually how... I met, I think I met you and Mercedes mm-hmm. at that event, and then I met Candace at that event because she set up behind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, we're, I know we're going to do, like, a more, we're going to, we, for the listeners, we're going to do a more fleshed out episode about, like, the event, we call it the Craft Fair Hustle, like, what that's yeah. about. Um, the politics that we see, mm-hmm. gentr- how that relates to gentrification and all mm-hmm. that in our um, in our next episode. So make sure you come back. But there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there is. Yeah, that deserves its own episode for sure. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that's the end of our segment um, on specifically around in the things that we trust in business and what not to trust, some of some of our tips and tricks we could just share with y'all. Um, so just to sort of summarize, just to give you guys a quick, quick recap, uh, Maddie, you want to start us off? Uh, use resources that are relevant to you and your business. Um, always go to .govs. and i would say don't be afraid to invest in yourself and create an actual business plan please and when you create your business plan please talk to a human do not just (laughs) do not go just do not you can go to forbes and forbes will give you tips on how to create a business plan online but you need to talk to a human being get a coach um go to the small business administration shout out to the small business administration that Mm -hmm. is literally a federally ran program for small businesses and it connect it's national so you get all the basics, and then it links you to your state government mm-hmm. website. And it's free. And it's free 99. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the coaching services they have, mm-hmm. office hours, are free. Yep. And then they have events in Small Business Week, so start there. That'll mm-hmm. get you connected to the small business programs in your community. Um, and, again, talk to a human. And a human also does not include YouTube talking at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I need you. laughs> you can get, you know, you can get it, you can get it marinated there, but you, you got to take it outside your room and your pjs yes Mm -hmm. yes definitely go out and make some friends um in the business community where you live i feel like that is a really good resource is ask other people um maybe what events they've done Mm -hmm. what's worked for them what programs they've been through just ask them what has worked start building your community and getting your tribe together and organized and yeah, that's that's my advice is reach out. Yeah, do not be afraid to reach out and ask questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, like some people might shut you down because they don't want to share, but a lot of people will share and be open. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and one place you can talk to human beings is <laughs> <laughs> is with Just Be, Woo! our collective. Woohoo! Yes, become a member. We 
um, on our website, you can become a member for a small fee per month um, mm-hmm. and get access to real live black women. We are mm-hmm. real life, <laughs> alive and black. No. <laughs> yes, we want to talk to you. <laughs> and, um, and we have hella resources, uh, both for the local Bay Area, area, California, and, um, and some national resources. So please get at us. And last but not least, trust your intuition. Yes. Okay, if if the little hairs on the back of your neck <laughs> raise up when somebody's talking or emailing you and they seem unorganized mm-hmm. or, you know, you just get a funny vibe or a weird feeling from them, trust your intuition yeah. about all of that. If something doesn't look right or just feels a little off, that's, go with that. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, if you need a second pair of eyes, you know, have someone read the email too, or get do some do some intel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would also add advocate for yourself. I we been shout out to Candace from Candid Art. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> Candace Black <laughs> advocates for herself, and I think do not be afraid to set boundaries and let them know what you will not do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and what you will do, and it's like sorry, I can't afford this if you're not gonna place me here at this fair. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to do more of that. Yeah, I, do um, I actually yeah. mostly vent strategically because my, I literally become a gremlin <laughs> when things don't go well. Vending, I was like, yeah. I, I was like, I cannot be salty like this. So I literally now strategically vend, and I know that my passion in my business model is not to be a product based seller. Mm-hmm. It's just not, but that's okay. Um, yeah. and, and I hope with just me is that we can build a network where we can advocate for each other. So it's not just one. Um, mm-hmm. sister that gets to go, move to the good spot. It's like, no, we're a community and we've leveraged power. And we can mm-hmm. be like, boom, you need to let us all up in here. You need to change your model. So right. That's mm-hmm. the dream. Join the team. Yes. <laughs> that hella rhyme. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> That's heck of funny. I liked it. I, I liked know. it too. <laughs> that made me feel empowered. Woo-hoo. All right. We gonna come back and do our Tell Me Why segment. We back to Tell Me Why's. We got some good ones. Stick with us, y'all. Alright, you guys. We've had a long week and weekend. So, what's going on in your lives? Marty, tell me why. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tell me why I'm my I'm fighting with myself, I think. You know, I'm not going to go too into detail about what happened, but you know, I feel like with our businesses, there needs to be integrity in how you handle your business with other people. And yes. you know, I felt like I was not dealing with um, you know, someone who who respected like my space. And so I was fighting with whether or not to be petty, I'm not a petty person, though, so I didn't. But, you know, you know how you have those moments in the back of your mind where you're just like, I should have said this, mm-hmm. and I should have said that. Mm-hmm. And, like, <laughs> that would have got her. Like, but, yeah, no. I, I, I was, I'm, I've I, been fighting with myself and thinking about it way too much, but I'm glad that my petty self did not win. But she's still back there like, no, nah, I want to talk shit. <laughs> Well, and if, if it's okay to give a little context, I think in our, our body of work, it's as makers, it's like it's we're kind of navigating how do we respect each other's authentic art style while not yes. copying it essentially. Right. Exactly, and yes. it's hard. It's complicated. Um, maybe that'll. I was thinking that might be a good another good episode to kind of get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so that's some of the context that we're, we're figuring out. How do we see each other as part of an ecosystem and not necessarily competition, but then right. we also need to make sure we're not just like copying each other's work. Yeah, yeah, inspire and take inspiration from other people, but create your own vision. Right. And, you right. know, like, you're going to be in your own lane, and that's going to be dope. Like, mm-hmm. just stay in your lane. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, I guess we're trying to figure out how to remake the lane with Just Be. I'm sorry. I'm so extra. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You're so sweet, ho. I'm like, yeah, girl, stay in your lane. <laughs> well, this is, well, this is good because you're usually glass half full or full. You're like glass is full. You're hecka positive. And I'm the, that's why I have to be, like, I'm literally. I wonder, like, y'all switched today. <laughs> well, but, like, for this particular topic, because I know myself, myself is to be, like, my natural zone is to be, like, competition and, like, you know, like, I'm attracted to power and ambition, so mm-hmm. I have to, I'm, like, actively, like, trying to do healing work as I say that. Like, yeah. it's, like, like, I, See, I that's, am, like. That's how I feel right now is, like, I don't want to be in competition with you. I just yeah. want you to be over there, and I can send people your way, and mm-hmm. you can send people my way. But it didn't, like, the other person was not willing to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 It's tough. It's definitely tough. Yeah. When building a community... You always think that everybody wants to be part of the community, and then sometimes you learn that some people don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that relates to your <laughs> Tell Me Why, Camila. Can yes. you share? Tell us so why. Excited. So my Tell Me Why is um, we went to an event this week. Uh, shout out to this event, actually. It's called uh, Fuck Up Nights yep. at uh, the Port in Oakland. It was an awesome, awesome, awesome event. It's uh, where entrepreneurs get on stage and they tell stories of how they failed. Yeah. And how they've overcome those failures. So it was really nice because I know like on social media and in business a lot, it's like, oh, I'm doing this amazing thing and this amazing thing. And I did this and this was amazing. And this, I made this amount of money from this. But it was really nice to hear stories of people who were like, no, yeah, I did this and it failed horribly. And I... (laughs) went broke trying to do it so shout out to uh fuck up nights at um the port in oakland but after we left that event feeling very uh motivated and inspired uh, we stumbled actually into another event that was happening not too far away um and i'm not gonna lie we were trying to get some food Black people be hungry. <laughs> we were hungry. We were just on our way to go get something to eat, but then we stumbled into this event, and we were like, oh, it's catered. And the moment we walked in, everybody was like, go get something to eat. Yeah, super know, welcoming overall. They the were event. very yeah. welcoming. They were like, go get something to eat. You yeah. know, the food is getting ready to get put away if anybody doesn't eat it, so go, go, go. So we were on our way to get something to eat, and um, we were approached by this, Lovely black woman. We will call her Barbara. <laughs> oh, no. For, <laughs> I don't think that name's going to help, but okay. We will call her Barbara for... Um, for Anonymity purposes. Anonymity purposes. Yeah. Um, but she was super sweet. She was very curious about what all of us were doing, what our businesses were, why we were there. So we started speaking to her and telling her why we were there. Um, and explaining what Just Be was and that we were a black woman 
uh, entrepreneurship collective that uh, caters to black women entrepreneurs, yep. by and for black women entrepreneurs. And after we kind of finished our pitch, she goes, why black women? <laughs> I feel like my, heart, did, my heartstrings in that moment were already like, oh, brother. This is a black woman asking like, oh. us, why black women? And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was like, in the moment, I was like, maybe... I was like, I actually was trying to be optimistic. I was like, maybe she's testing us our pitch so we get better at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said, why not black women? Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, well, I also am an entrepreneur and I don't want people to see me as, what did she say, Hope? I don't want people to see me as a victim. Yes. I don't want people to see me as a victim. So because you're black, you're a victim? I said, just because I state that I'm a black woman. And ser- and choose to serve black women as our target market, as our customers. Yeah, and choose to serve black women as our customers. Like, I don't think that makes me a victim at all. I actually think that makes me strong mm-hmm. in who I am. Um, so... I, I've been thinking about Barbara all week. She, she <laughs> well, all weekend. Just happened on the weekend. Yeah. All oh, yes. Yeah, well, it happened on Thursday. But I I don't know why. that I felt like that was a test. And then later on, after she explained to us what we should do, which is work hard, dress appropriately. I don't know if you... Oh, I didn't really, catch that. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh. Well, and it was to create it was to create a really good product, right? Like, yes. if you have a product, it doesn't... Like, anyone will buy it. Yes. So, like, why are you limiting yourself to the black community? Uh, yes. She said, oh, if you work really hard, dress appropriately, and really show up on time and own your craft, then you don't have to do it for just black women. People will buy it regardless. Yeah, like, the assumption is that, like, we think we couldn't sell a product to everybody. That's what that feels like. You know, like, it's like, oh, like, we're only selling to our own because that's who we're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. It's not about comfort. It's about a political political and economic stance. And yeah. I think it, it got, you know, I don't know. I, I think about this argument a lot because I've gotten it before. Yeah. And I do think, there. I think there's, you know, yes, there's maybe more money to be made if we, like, were to serve everybody. But that's, I don't, I think that might also be. I think eventually, I don't see why we can't have allies and serve other people. I don't, I actually see right, that for us down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with starting with who we are. Yeah, not um, underestimating our community and our political stance. Right. Exactly. So that's my tell me why is that, I've, and she even said it later. She was like, I'm testing you. I wanted to test you and see if you could, you know, articulate what you were doing properly. I don't know what what her test was, but I've really just been thinking about Barbara all weekend, actually. And so that's my tell me why is that I got tested. I mean, I feel like someone. I feel like Barbara got tested because there's definitely pushback. Camilo's friend did, did some pushback, and then I had to follow up oh, with some yeah. pushback. Mm-hmm. I have a friend. Shout out to Nicole. She works for the public health department in San Francisco, and she, uh, she is very good at um, making facts and statements and moving forward from there. So, yeah. So that's my tell me why. Barbara, I'm still thinking about you. <laughs> and I'm convinced to change your mind, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's going to be, we're going to get, I mean, 
I think for me, those messages that we get, I'm not surprised from white folks. You know, I know we're going to get it from white folks, and it's going to be probably terrible. But when it comes to our own community, we're pro- like, that hurts more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. But I also know that it's coming, so we just have to sort of... We just have to sort of like, you know, that's, yeah. that's part of that. For me, this work, the spiritual side of this work is to stay grounded in what you know to be true and right. do your best. And maybe you have to protect yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of, I dipped out. I like, dim, I did said what I could and I was like, I got to dip out. Because like, I think spiritually, I was like, I can't let you into this world called mm-hmm. yeah called hope right immediately now. like started looking around and I was I was like talking to Barbara and then I like looked over and hope was like gone and I was like I wouldn't be surprised if hope left like she doesn't deal with this kind of <laughs> shit <laughs> um but just to say this I don't I don't I think that she was coming from a place of protection mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. she 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 was yeah. saying these things to protect us yeah um which may have been the case for her in her lived experience lived experience yeah 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 i mean okay really quickly i'm like not to bring it back to slavery real quick but dr joel (laughs) right i was about to bring it (laughs) (laughs) she did it again hashtag slavery thought of Dr. Joy who wrote post-traumatic slave syndrome and does lectures and and you know just that element of like what do you do if in during slavery if like your child's like brilliant and like wants to do something like out of the box I mean in slavery you not you know you like you dumb them down you you shit on them you you tell them like don't get out of line like mm-hmm. stay in your lane because you could get murdered maimed mm-hmm. raped sold mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. so I was like maybe deep down like that's that's where it's coming from, like, ancestrally. So, but how do we unpack that and, like, break that up? Because it's, she calls it adaptive behavior. So, like, how do we, we don't need it right now anymore. Like, mm-hmm. it helped us get to a certain point, and now we have to let it go. Mm-hmm. And, like, uplift each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just say this really quickly. Um, I listened to a speech by Melody Hoppins, who I love. And if we could ever get her on the show, I would just, like, lose it. But, um, and Dr. Joy. And Dr. Joy. Um, but she gave a speech one time about how she went to the funeral of um, the gentleman who started BET. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And she said that uh, Tom Joyner, who is a radio uh, host, gave a beautiful speech about how he was unapologetically black mm. and what that means and how inspirational that is for black people to be unapologetically black Mm -hmm. and not apologize for it and live your life that way so I I, I also thought about (laughs) that he said that I also thought about that as well when um Barbara was talking to us so yeah I I love that I think I feel like that's what I think I pretty I do embody that I think I've gotten feedback that I intimidate people you know mm-hmm. like or like people I've had people that you know who won't invite me to lunch but will tell me like yeah like you're pretty powerful and it's like okay something's going on there but mm-hmm. I definitely don't feel comfortable yet making people feel that way 
Like, I'm just trying to find my place in the world. That's Making what people I feel. feel uncomfortable? Yeah. Like, I'm just, tr- I feel like I'm, s- I'm trying to find my place in the world. I do feel like I'm getting more and more, like, very raw and open now. Like, I have my homie, I have my homie around it too. He's like, you're just really honest right now. He's like, something, you just hella gangster. I don't know what's going on with you. And, like, even my mentor was like, you cut it. I was like, I hear it. And But people are for it. Like, they're mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. they're like, no, like, more of that. Like, do that. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, I've had people shut it down and be like, treat me terribly because of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Anyways, and I think I took a deep breath because I was thinking about how do I be unapologetically black with other black folks? You know, meaning, mm-hmm. like, just be honest. Mm-hmm. About the same way that my, you do it with everyone else. About my politics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's hard because it's, like, you know, it's family. It's, like, I need to respect my elders. Like, I need to not disrespect them. And so there's a lot to unpack there about being, how do you be honest and still show respect and if and it's like elders and like black men and like you know so anyways I think for me that's probably the hardest thing is how do you, how do I actually speak my truth with other brown and black people because they hurt me the most like I feel the most hurt by them because I care the most about them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know um, it's like family yeah yeah I just kind of like mow over everyone <laughs> with my nice. thoughts it's just kind I of like that. like I you know I love you but this is how I feel this is my experience mm-hmm. and you know. You don't you don't have to like it, but that's it. Run with me or get ran over. I yeah. like that. Dang. What? <laughs> I was like, I'm like, as a collective, we have to be inclusive. <laughs> I feel like that is being inclusive. Like, if you're speaking your truth, I'm speaking my truth, and this is what we know. Like, well, and make space for the diversity of like. Yeah, like I know you're gonna have your own lay your own opinions about things, and that's fine. But I have mine, and these are them. Right. And yeah. And I think the making space. And that should be okay. Yeah. Like, we don't have to agree on everything. Right. But we're in dialogue. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a difference between, Such like... conversation. Sh- yeah. There's a difference between dialogue and openness and conversation versus, like, shutting it down. Oh, yeah. And I know mm-hmm. how that feels, and that's terrible. Yeah. You know, like, period, end of discussion. Like, mm-hmm. you can't talk anymore. Like, that's oppressive. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, all right, all right. I need to do my tell me why. Yes. Yeah, tell us why. Tell us why. My tell me why is going to be positive. So Man, we did switch today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna give a shout out to another resource, I guess, that I just discovered. I'm I love music. I'm a hip hop head. I just love, love, love music. I can give that shout out to my moms. My mom is hella eclectic, black girl weirdo, rock and roll, alternative music. She was ahead of her time and I was not ready for it growing up, but now now I am. <laughs> um so um I've been listening to this I just discovered this website like this yesterday um, while cooking dinner, but it's um, it's called Colors. It's like a series. They're based out of Berlin, Germany, and they do a series on like indie rock and hip hop music that has like soul to it. Mm. Um, and if you just search like, let me see, what could they search? Oh, okay, search Colors and then Odyssey, um, the rapper, which they think is okay. Lord, I'm gonna do public spelling. O D I S S E E, I believe. Um, you'll find like you'll find his um, live recording, and then it'll just link you to all the colors um, sites. It also combines colors with music as mm-hmm. an artist. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. very clever. I'm all like, oh, pretty colors. Um, and um, anyways, it's hella fresh. It's amazing. Um, would also love to connect them on the podcast at some point. But um, it just an international art music scene. I just love it. It inspires me. Yeah, she was playing it for us before we got in here into the studio today, and it, like, lifted us all up. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to play it out the outro, mm-hmm. too. I'm about to play it all the way out. <laughs> yeah, so. Woohoo! Yay! Yay for music and 
music black culture yeah music is another great resource by the way mm-hmm. if you ever want to lift your spirits up real quick get in a mode yes music always does that for me for sure mm-hmm. awesome all right let's close it out and say our thank yous that was a good show I want to say thank you, Hope. Thank you, Madi. Aw. I was like, we get thank yous today? We get thank yous. You guys get thank yous today. I'm feeling feeling really good about this podcast. Yay. Thank so, you, Camila, for being yeah, thank you. a positive spirit. <laughs> I love you both. Yay. <laughs> I love you guys, too. Thank you for saying, <laughs> thank you for saying I love you. Because you know that's like awkward. You're not supposed to say that word out loud. Why? Why? Oh. I don't know. People get weird about it. We're married oh. now, girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These are my sister We are business married. Ooh, business married. Oh, I just can't wait. I've already told Marcel this, but if I ever... Well, I'm like, I just can't wait to tell people I'm sister wives. They'd be like, what are you involved in? I know, I told what Miguel. What kind of weird poly like, area shit are you in? <laughs> um, I'm like, you got two other wives, boo. Oh, want to give a shout out of course to United Roots thank you for allowing us to record here yes um, mm-hmm. using the equipment shout out to brother Ajman and Callum for your beats yes and I'm gonna shout out the ancestors again thank you ancestors thank you yes. ancestors thank you ancestors and even thank you Barbara's yes thank you Barbara's Thank you, Barbara's, because you came before us. But you know what? We're going to show you. We're going to show you. Yeah. No, but yeah, that's true. We get lessons in many different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, thanks, Barbara. Thanks, chick that made me fight my pettiness. Yeah. <laughs> you won that battle. That's a hard battle. That is a hard battle. Yes. But yeah, lessons. Lessons are definitely it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, everybody, for your continued listen. listen. Yeah, thank you, listeners and community for supporting us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button right now. Yes. Yes. And set, share a review, give us five stars, and tell us your tell me why. Yes. We want to know. We want to know. Yes. I feel like we should read some at some point. Oh, <laughs> yes. oh we will definitely read your yes. tell me why. Give us your best tell us. To, look, tell us. Give me your best tell me why. That's going to be on our tell me why episode. Oh, yes. We're going to okay. read some of the best tell me whys from yes. the comment box under our podcast. So, or in our review box. Mm-hmm. From the podcast, so make sure you put your tell me why down there, and then I'm just going to put this out there. There might be a live edition of Tell Me Why, so make sure you have a good one, because we love to invite you to to Mm -hmm. come be on the show and say it live. Ashe. All right. Cool. So we will hear you uh, connect with y'all in our next episode, which will, um, yeah, which will be about gentrification and the craft fair hustle so definitely get back at us yep we'll see y'all next week bye bye